everyone and welcome back to Playcast. Today it's just me and the trader by himself. It's a duo's operation. How you doing? Dynamic Joe. I'm doing well, Sam. How are you? I'm alright, man. I'm excited for this podcast because not only have we got some old spice, but as you've just said before we start recording, <laughs> we've got some new spice to talk about as well. I mean, that's uh, what so, come to Playcast for, isn't it? Exactly. That's just what the people all want. Spice, old or new, it doesn't matter. Just keep giving it to them. So yeah, today uh, we're talking about uh, Splitgate and Back for Blood, and we're going to dive straight into Splitgate. So just a bit of background on this, if you're not aware of this game, it's been taking the first-person shooter community by storm over the last couple of weeks. Um, it originally debuted on PC in 2019, surprisingly. It was called Splitgate Arena Warfare back then, and then recently it's just had its console crossplay beta, and it's just completely took off from there, over 600,000 downloads within the space of a week. And yeah, people are absolutely loving it. It's billed as a Halo meets Portal FPS, and I think that's quite an apt description, and they tend to run with it, like, very heart on their sleeve yeah. kind of thing. Erin, impressions on Splitgate so far? Um, um, so to start, when I first booted it up, I was kind of, you, you know, that I'm, I'm a big whore for good graphics you know i i love the smooth <laughs> frame rates i love the 4k all of you that do. kind of stuff i just i need it in my life so then when i boot this up and i'm like mm, corners are a bit rough you know we bit fuzzy through the portals i was just like nah i don't i don't think this is for me but then i actually played the game and i got over myself a little and uh this a really it's a really really good game it's a really good concept oh, however i am still it does feel unfinished, which it is, because, you know, it's still in beta and all this, but, like, it does feel like it needs the cash injection. It needs to be smoothed out. I think if you, like, if you had someone, like, 343 Industries who are doing Halo, make this game, this concept, this game, it would probably be, like, you know, you'd be talking about millions of downloads besides 600,000, you know. Obviously, this is a small indie developer. Um, But I think what they've done... It's just managed to capture such a really good idea, such a great concept for a shooter. And to me, it kind of, sort of like how with Apex, um, it feels like something that I can get really good at. Ha- like if you practice, and you know where the portals are and you know how quickly and you get it kind of, your timing down right. Because you know when you first start, it's like, just try and, you keep missing the, the portal walls. So like, you know, I feel like, if you play a lot of this game, you can add that there'll be a big like skill curve. It, it feels made for ranked matches as well. I think this is this could possibly go places if Ten Forty Seven Studios manage to keep the momentum going with it. What about yourself? Yeah, I totally agree. I think mm. if they get the cash injection like they've just done recently, I think they've some, got like ten did. million dollars off um <laughs> some kind of investment firm to, like aid development. Um, and they've started bringing on more developers and whatnot. So I think the core team, like beforehand, was only like 25 people, yeah. and then like literally four people handling all like the back end of the game, like all the server information and whatnot. And obviously, a big thing with the game at the minute is people love it that much that you can't get onto it. You can't get onto have a game. It's got better over the last couple of days, I do have to say. I mean, last night I played a few games mm. and I managed to get in after like two minutes or so. So it's not too bad. But yeah, I'm loving this game at the minute. Um, like in concept, it sounds really simple, and maybe something that isn't quite as wow factor 
like when you say out loud that Halo meets Portal, it's just like, yeah, it sounds cool, but does it work? And then you actually get into it, and surprisingly enough, it does actually work really well. And it's one of those games where I feel like it, there's a bit of yeah. give and take where if you leave it for a bit, you're going to kind of get left behind like in regards to the skill ceiling. But at the same time, it's kind of exciting because then you want that like competitive edge on top of it as well. And I've been playing a lot of the like showdown mode on it, which is like 3v3, and it's super intense stuff. And I'm finding myself having those mm. same kind of competitive feelings I've with like older shooters from back in the day. So yeah, it's a really good ode to classic early thousand shooters, and it does really wear those Halo influences proudly. And I think that's a good thing because it's not like it's ripping it off shamelessly it's just kind of homaging it and having yeah. fun with it and i think that works really well um i'm really impressed with it so far like you said though um on the kind of aesthetic qualities of the game i do think yeah it could do with a bit of a a resolution boost some of the like the game looks good for what it is and obviously it's a small team that's making it so they've done really well so far but i think in the future as uh, more cash goes into the game more people work on it if it gets like a dedicated next gen Port mm-hmm. as such, I think there's a lot of potential up to what they can do with it visually, and just quality of life stuff as well. I've noticed mainly, right. it's mainly to do with the main menus is my issue in that regard. I just think a lot of stuff's kind of clunky, like the um, the package drop thing. It takes it's like you got to click it, and you got to claim it, and it takes to another screen. Then it loads an animation, and then you claim it again, and it takes to another screen. It's like mm-hmm. this all could be done in like one simple transaction but other than that i think they've got a pretty strong foundation going forward yeah i think uh the the two kind of points for me gameplay wise that, that really weren't set with me right uh, were the the lack of a slide um mm-hmm. going into crouch that just feels like something that you need in a first person shooter um especially as someone that plays a lot of apex because that is slide central you're just like you, you if you slide <laughs> downhill you will continue to go like you don't stop so that to me feels like a really big thing that i need in it especially when it's like this game this is a game about momentum you know you're you know throwing yourself through different portals you build up momentum by how fast and how far you throw yourself and just i think i, I wanted the satisfaction of like just escaping a guy by sliding through my portal and closing it or you know something like that. <laughs> I, I need that. And the um the second thing is actually the the portals themselves, like going into them. I feel like there needs to be possibly like a slight. Uh, how how would you even explain it? Like it's like kind of sucking you into it a little because it's such a hard edge of like here's where the wall stops, the starts, and yeah. here's where the the port ends. And it's like if you, for example hit the portal just a wee bit too high you know you can i found myself many times like being in that kind of awkward scenario where i'm like trying to jet back up to the right level to get through and just kind of missing it and all this so like i think that that is a potential thing i would also like to see because like obviously if you don't put a big emphasis on making your portals as easy to use then that kind of takes away a big part of your your selling point because then it's like you, you also have oh yeah i mean you have portals but like who really uses them you know which obviously i'm not saying is entirely the case but like i think if they they, they need to put the if they want this to be a big hit with kind of major casual audiences because i would say I'm a, I'm a i'm a casual kind of gamer with the, with this kind of stuff then 
you you need to make it as make them feel like really really cool. That's what a lot of games like I feel, I feel like Destiny does really well. Like Destiny makes you feel really really cool. Yeah. Um, through its first person mechanics, so I think I I think it needs stuff like that. But it's it's nice to hear about it though. Like I like this whole thing about this kind of wee indie studio taking the world by storm. I feel like it's completely overshadowed that other one that's out there now. Have you seen any of it? The Lem the Skate? Um, I'd seen a bit of it. Um, obviously when I think it was at E3 on the PC gamer panel. I've seen a bit of it there and I've read a few articles about it. Yeah, I've not really heard much about on this game. Has it just launched recently? Like over the last week or so? I think it was in beta. I don't know if it's like out yet, to be honest. The but the thing I think the problem it has over this is that, like you said earlier, Splitgate is Halo meets Portal. You go. I, I've watched. I watched about twenty minutes of gameplay of Splitgate. Uh, sorry, um, Lemniscate, and I didn't quite know what it was that was happening. It's supposed to be like mm-hmm. some kind of tactical chess-like experience. Where it's like rounds of twenty five seconds, and but I'm just kind of like, what are you doing in those twenty five seconds? And despite <laughs> the fact I watched twenty minutes of it, I was just I didn't, I wasn't quite able to piece together. I mean, it was mid stream, mid someone's stream, so like I didn't, you know, catch the beginning where they're saying this is this game and this is what it does. But the fact that I was watching that for twenty minutes and still didn't quite get it shows the power of Splitgate because you watch that and you go, oh, it's like a shooter like Halo with portals. That's I mean that's yeah. that's it, and that's all you really need to know, and that's kind of the beauty of it. Um, I would like to see. Uh, I'd like to see more weapons, uh, and the the some of the weapons do feel good, but um, I think it has the potential to 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 add more stuff to it like that. I think as well like grenades they don't really do grenades. They have like the the ones that the port that close the portals, but that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I'm surprised there aren't any like accessory weapons like frag grenades and incendiary grenades stuff like that I, I thought that would be something that'd be in the game but mm. like i said it's weird to say it's young even though it's been out technically like a couple of years but it is it is young relatively in regards to having a console release so i think over the next couple of months we'll probably see some of those implementations because a thing that i kind of like about the studios what's behind this they've been very transparent about their process and how they're working on the game and what they're doing to make it better and they are listening to players and casual fans alike so i do like that mm. implementation but yeah i think there'll be new weapons and stuff i think for me um as someone that does occasionally like to dip into kind of like buying skins and stuff but some of the skins are a, a bit eh so yeah, far but this... they'll probably get better in time you can hope anyway <laughs> yeah i don't think uh it, it'll quite nail it doesn't it seem like it's nailed that down i feel like that would have been Almost, almost a sort of afterthought. I mean, you feel like they are laying the tracks as they're running along them at the moment with the the struggles with the server issues, and I think that I, I mm-hmm. think they are very aware of the fact that like this is their time to shine, and they really need to to keep the momentum going because you know if people get bored of something, if there's not enough content, there's not enough new stuff coming to the game, like it will be dumped. People will stop playing the game. It's just like you know, Fall Guys was the biggest that you know everyone was like oh my god oh guys <laughs> i've not heard about that game in a long time besides a stupid skin thing that got announced back <laughs> in e3 you know so you need you need to keep up the momentum and I th- 
I I watched a couple of streams, like the developer Q and A's, and I think you can almost you just feel the tension in the air, uh, with with the guys because <laughs> they are a small studio. I mean, you, the guys like in this kind of office, and it's just like a tip, <laughs> you know, there's just <laughs> computers and everything everywhere, and you can just see it in their faces that they're obviously like they're going to be really tired because they're they're going to be like working to the bone to like this is every indie developer's dream to to, to get that moment in the spotlight they've got it yeah but now it's like oh well we're actually struggling to kind of maintain that because for me last night i wanted to play a game i sat in a lobby uh, i sat in a queue for about 10 eight, i was coming up with close to 10 minutes and i turned it off i was just like nah i, I like i didn't have the time you know i've only got a small window of time to to play games tonight I'm not spending more than X amount of time to 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 wait on this game, um, and and that's that's me as well. I think there's going to be people who will be even less patient than that. Um, so I mean, the really times kind of ticking on this, and it, it, I think, do you think it's going to be able to manage to? I mean, I don't I don't think this is ever going to get to like apex levels or anything like that. But do you think this has got a successful future ahead of it? I hope so. I mean, there's a lot of these games that come out in this kind of genre, um, like the free-to-play genre. Like we've seen loads of them. We've seen like, um, what was the one Ubisoft did? Hyperscape, whatever it was. Yeah. That came out. Played it. People played it for what a couple of weeks, and then you never hear anything about it again. I literally and did loads not of- even like get to play that game. I remember at the time, <laughs> like, oh, Battle Royale. Yeah, sure, I'll play that. <laughs> That that's the thing as well. That's that's the key thing. These free to play games, a lot of them these days, tend to focus on on battle royale, and and rightly so because it is a viable way for mm-hmm. them to make money, and it's insanely popular. As there's other like rivals in the genre, but flip that on its head, it's insanely saturated, and you need the concept that will hook players and keep them coming back. And I feel like Splitgate, they've got the concept; they just need to run with it and keep strong guy over the next couple months and it's going to be telling whether it'll be a success and whether we'll still be talking about it next year i mean it's worrying that when it launched initially even though it was on pc it didn't have quite a huge response i think like at its peak on pc it maybe had um i think it had like five thousand players at one point yeah. and like its peak and like that that's a big number but in in the grand scale of things it's not probably what they were looking for compared to the console version now which is like had over six hundred thousand dollars and it's probably had a lot more since then mm-hmm. it's going to be telling what will happen next few months and like you say they are a small developer this is their moment to kind of capitalize on it i'm hoping that they don't try and overcomplicate you've got the concept and the great thing about split i think is it's not going in for battle royale it's just going in for like the classic kind of tried and tested modes like team deathmatch gunfight style modes domination and then there's a kind of switch on um kill confirm the team back confirm yeah that's all the, the team i've actually not played that and that's the mode i really want to try it <laughs> it's good fun <laughs> i think as long as they continue with those kind of like classic modes and honing back to the older shooters like unreal tournament and quake and stuff like that that really define the multiplayer genre mm-hmm. i think they'll i think they'll do well it's just i don't know i don't want to fall to curse of in a year's time it's this game that had a moment in the sun and then there'll probably another game we'll talk about in his time with the same kind of effect. Yeah. I don't want it to continue that cycle. I want it to be a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I would really like to see from 
the future of this game in terms of like a bigger budget and, and larger audiences. I think they really need to lean on the portal thing because I, I like the whole, you know, they've got select walls. But for me, I feel like what I want from this game when you say it's Halo meets Portal is being able to fucking throw yourself. You know, <laughs> you know, you go in a match and there's people just flying everywhere, you know, throwing themselves yeah. at a different walls, you know, like that would be manic. But like I think even if you made that just a mode where it's like, here are the maps that really cater to the portal maniacs. Because like I was saying, you could play some of these modes just through well, like without using the portal, I think. Yeah, I don't think it's. I, I it's, definitely think that's true. Yeah, n- entirely necessary for the players because the maps are small. There's, you know, they select which walls they they get to use, and I just feel like you know, sometimes I I will say there's guys up there. I want to get up there. Oh, there's not a wall that I can see, you know. So I end up just walking or running half of the way to the, to the guys. So that is really what they, they need. This big kind of like crazy theme park style maps that just allow for things to go crazy and and not not even just like the maps like imagine if on split you could wall run and combine that with a slide oh yeah like, and then and then use that with a pole and yeah. the first like jetpack double jump like pack that like all that traversal into one package and i think it would rival with some of the better like um games in the genre like mm. apex is renowned for having really slick traversal because it's by respawn and they obviously titanfall and they've kind of carried that over and implement that into battle Royale. if if splitgate can do that kind of thing i think they'll be off to the races and like you said the maps at the moment they do feel very like yeah this is the wall you can use for the portal the rest of it is kind of your free lane system mm. you converge here here's the choke point kind of thing if they can make some maps like the best map for me i played on a on the on not on apex and split gate is the stadium one because there's so much verticality yeah. on that one you can you can go under and around it and run around people and get up to different ledges and whatnot if they can do more stuff like that and have that extra version to it like like you say i think there'll be some like mad games on this mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, right, yeah. A, a, a keen focus on traversal, really. Like, that's what I was meaning, like, when you say, like, free for free or, or respawn or somebody made this game, I think, oh, that would be, like, the game, the <laughs> game to play. Um, I, just... I do have I have an interesting point, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you say free for free there. Obviously, Halo Infinite's out later this year, presumably December time. Do you think Splitgate's going to survive that launch? Yeah, that's that's an interesting one because for for example, this Halo really does feel like the 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 reintroduction of Halo to old and new audiences. This will be my first Halo mm-hmm. multiplayer. I I like I played like co-op and stuff back in the day. I know Kyle has had his issues with the fact that I've not really played Halo, <laughs> but that is really the big thing. It's also going free to play. And at the end of the day, see if you like I'm saying with when it comes to like every people might say graphics aren't everything, frame rate isn't everything, the 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 smooth gameplay isn't everything. But at the end of the day, if you set Halo multiplayer, Halo Infinite multiplayer in front of someone, and then split gate in front of someone that's just like I just want to play a shooter with my mate, they're gonna go for Halo Infinite. I, so yeah, I I do think it could struggle. I think it's a bit of a it's almost like unfortunate timing for Splitgate had this happened to them last year 
I think they would have went sore, especially after the whole like delay of Halo, Halo, because I think a lot of people were like really hoping, you know, there's a lot of um, pressure put on 343 for Halo Infinite. A lot of people just really wanted to be good. They wanted to be the big return of Halo because 4 and 5 maybe didn't quite work out the way everyone was hoping. And then for that to be delayed post the, you know, past the launch of the Xbox Series X, especially, you know, when everyone saw the gameplay and people weren't happy about it, which, to be fair, I don't think it... I, I, I didn't look at that and go, man, what a terrible looking game, just to <laughs> also put in there. But if they had been around and they, that had been their moment... I think they could have really, really went flying and then they would have had a solid year to get ahead before Halo comes out. But I think you're right. Like, you know, th- this is all about building momentum and increasing the potential of the game. And then if you, Halo Infinite could be a serious stall for them. I bet they're sitting there with their fingers crossed and like, please get delayed again. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it does feel like unfortunate timing for them, would you think? I I think it is unfortunate time. I mean, I'd be curious to see whether Free for Free have looked at Splitgate and maybe taken some notes, interestingly enough, like, because people are responding to Splitgate in a way that is associated with Halo, and some of it is, in a sense, like, people wishing they had X features or X something in mm. Halo from Splitgate or, or vice versa. So I, I wonder whether they're taking notes on that. But I don't know. I I do worry that the launch of Halo Infinite, whenever that may be, I think that might damage Splitgate's player count quite a bit. And even though it's just on Xbox, like you say, it's going to be free to play. For a big game like that, that's a pretty massive step to have their like, entire multiplayer segment for free. And if there's this rumoured inclusion of a Battle Royale does come true, then that's just another thing that they've got mm-hmm. like in their arsenal against Splitgate. So, I think as yeah, well, it's, it's going to be interesting. With the 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 segment like focus of Halo Infinite as well because from watching the 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 dev streams and the the flight tests and all of this kind of stuff I think Halo Infinite just really wants to capture the essence of like old school game but modern and that's yeah. sort of Splitgate's thing as well they're like oh we're like an old school arcade you know an old school multiplayer shooter with portals so like. Aye, it's a bit worried. What do you think about a battle royale then for for Halo? Are you like a big Halo person? I'm not like too clued up on Halo, if I'm honest. I mean, the last one I played was the third one on the 360, so it's been a long, long time. And even then, when I when I played it, it was just mainly me and my brother pissing about on Forge mode, doing random shit on mm. that. Um, but I, I'd be keen to to get back into it with the launch of the new one, and obviously you can get the Master Collection on. Um, on Game Pass, even though it's like 150 gig. I wish you could just download separate games out of it, because I'd be keen to just download Halo 3, but you can't do that, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I'd be more than willing to give Halo a try. Whether it gets Battle Royale, that will be interesting, obviously. Mm-hmm. Warzone is on the decline, yeah. <laughs> with its hacking like epidemic it's experiencing, and Fortnite's Fortnite. That's just going to keep trucking along and doing its own thing got Ariana Grande doing concerts now in, in Fortnite. And, you know, Did you catch that, that one? Uh, I didn't, unfortunately, but you can watch it on YouTube. Um, didn't get the chance to buy the skin, unfortunately. Ah, uh, missed opportunity there. Although, I was speaking to Tom earlier, because he's uh-huh. currently playing Fortnite as we speak, to grind for the new Superman skin. 
and he says it's worth playing it so you can uh, shoot Ariana Grande with an MP5. <laughs> so take from that what you will. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'd be curious to see how the this Battle Royale, if it is true, which I, I, I think it will be. I mean, what AAA developer doesn't want a Battle Royale mode attached to their game? Yeah. Everybody's crazy for it. I think as well, Battle Royale just really lends itself to the live service model, which obviously they are leaning into with this game being a free-to-play yeah. game. It has to continue to be successful. Battle Royale has proven itself time and time again to be the the thing that just easily makes that a possibility. Um, whether that be through, you know, you can you can change the map a little. You can add some more skins, uh, like Apex been doing new characters or whatever. And and Halo, I think, going from my kind of impression of it, has the potential to include, you know. You're adding new weapon types. I mean, I'm thinking about the idea of like, oh, you get Halo and it's big and it's whatever. Instead of the helicopters and stuff that you would get in something like Warzone, you have, you know, your, I don't know what they're called, but the ships, you know. Yeah. And I think that could be even cooler. Uh, it just, I think that would be a really cool thing because, you, you know, you're driving along in your warthogs and you get this <laughs> purple ship thing. Halo fans can correct me tell me what they actually are <laughs> but you know you've got those flying down and shooting around you and all this kind of stuff and i think as well like it also just makes sense for it to be a sci-fi as well like, I, I think that just opens it up quite wide i think that's why yeah, i like the possibilities um, are way better that's why i really like apex legends because they can have all of this kind of weird stuff you can get jump pads and gravity lifts and uh, a guy with a grapple and a person with a jetpack and all of it makes sense, but it's also really fun, ga- like mechanically in the game. Yeah, um, I mean, well, and I do like just like quickly add like with Apex, I will say because you've just mentioned like, the world and stuff. Like mm. that's one thing it really does well. There's actual when they put in a new map, it's a new map. It's not a reskin. It's not new points of interest. It's it's a new arena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think as well you have the potential narratively for these kind of like online modes like this because i was <laughs> i was just thinking today because i've been reading up and writing about battlefield 2042 which has been re- releasing little like snippets of its story through this sort of journal like entries up and to the run-up of its uh short film exodus which comes yeah. out well be out probably by the time this is out but um like battlefield 2042's story sounds really really interesting and probably the best story that i can remember a battlefield game having uh in terms of like it's just the premise sounds cool the the way that that's working into the map design as well is really really cool and then ea are saying that they're gonna ea and dice are gonna be continuing a sort of narrative of battle you know they've got this whole like the world of 2042 and they're going to be telling that through its post-launch content and battlefield portal hazard zone which is yet to be properly revealed and then like the multiplayer stuff just all of this you know like battle passes and stuff and that's kind of what apex has been doing as well because they every other season release comics uh there there's like a reason why you know world's edge has been taken over by these vines or why now there's lava running (laughs) through um did i say world's edge before i've meant to say olympus but now there's like lava running through world's edge now so like halo 
from what I gather, I've just, I, I think we're seeing in the last podcast I was in, uh, I've just completed the first Halo game. And I really get the sense, I'm on Halo 2 now, I really get the sense that there is a lot of lore to this world. There's a lot to be said about it. There's like, you know, it has the potential of spoken about movies and there's television shows and work or whatever. And I think continuing that on through a, a, a kind of multiplayer thing could also be a really smart move from from 343 to keep them interested. So I, I'm, I'm always intrigued by a new Battle Royale. As much as it will make me like roll my eyes most of the time, if you know, say it's Halo taking it on, or you know, it didn't quite work out, but Battlefield taking it on, like I'm always gonna be like, I'd like to see their take on this battle royale. So if Halo brings out one, yeah, definitely, and I think that as well would hurt Splitgate even more. I think Splitgate, to me, kind of feels destined to have like a nice little niche, you know, like a a, a wee passionate community. I don't yeah. I don't see it standing alongside the likes of Call of Duty or anything like that. Um, to be honest. Just 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 because of the way things work, really. Yeah, you you're probably right in that regard. I mean, I guess my final point then on, on Splitgate would just I Yeah. It's a shame because when you really like a game like Splitgate, like I've really been drinking you, you want it to have those big kind of successes, but like you've just been saying, I think realistically as much as you like it to, I don't know whether it will reach that kind of pantheon of like AAA titles mm. like Call of Duty and Halo or not. But you can certainly hope, and I think time will tell. I think it's just going to be an interesting couple of months where Halo Infinite, like you say, it could get delayed again. And I bet 1047 is hoping it gets yeah. delayed again. But <laughs> I don't think that'll be the case. I think they're going to stick to the guns and it will come out. I think it's rumoured for November, December yeah. now. Uh, mm-hmm. It was It was supposed to be out fairly recently, wasn't it? Originally, like, next month or something um did it get it i can't i, sure, I, I sure was fairly soon paying attention to it till i got an xbox <laughs> so <laughs> now that it's a possibility for me now i've been paying attention to what's happening with halo but um now you can play it in the sweet resolutions the sweet sweet resolutions that's it but speaking of games that are trying to throw back to all the times we checked out back for blood didn't we we did the open beta that was live last week Ooh, i've got some mixed thoughts on on this one. Oh, i know that you did you get the chance to play the full um the campaign i didn't get to play the full campaign i played about about four four hours of the game uh right annoyingly so just the kind of the, the same kind of earlier bits but what i did try out with um a uh, friend of the podcast david carcassoli uh tried out <laughs> some of the uh the high, like the higher difficulty, the one up. There's three difficulties. I can't remember the specific names of them. Um, I think you said the hardest one was like nightmare. Yeah, or maybe like nightmare. That. And then there was, I think maybe survivor was the, the second highest. Um, so I, I got to try those out in the kind of earlier thing. So I, like I, I played, I played a fair amount. I didn't get to work my way through the whole thing. So like, what for you then? Like as someone that worked for the entire, the entire uh, camp was it? It's not the whole campaign, is it? Or is it just like? No, it's just it's like a stages i guess you could call it in an act right, of the game because okay. obviously like left for dead there will be multiple acts and, and whatnot so this was just like one act if you will mm-hmm. um so we continue playing it because obviously you started playing it with us and then and then you had to dip 
And I think you only had, we only had it on like, was it the normal difficulty, uh-huh. however it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we played it on that. And, and maybe, like, in retrospect, we should have bumped it up because I felt like when we were playing it, it wasn't as chaotic or overwhelming as I thought it might be. And that's what, when I think of Left 4 Dead, I think of that kind of like constant pressure and need to clear waves of zombies and get through the level, get to the safe light room and whatnot. With this, I didn't. I didn't feel that pressure as much. There were moments where you certainly felt it when it was in more like claustrophobic areas, but throughout the entirety of like the act that we played, it wasn't as as high stakes as I thought it might be. Mm. Um, there was, there was. I don't know if it's the same Left 4 Dead. Cause it's been a, a long time since I played it, but there was bits where we'd we'd walk into a stage and the zombies would just be kind of like stood there, just yeah. like looking at the wall and stuff. And I'm thinking like. If this game's supposed to be all kind of like really spicy gunfights and stuff with zombies, shouldn't they like already be like trying to get me or targeting me or at least aware that the players are in the vicinity? I don't know. I thought it was kind of odd. But overall, I'm pretty mixed on it. I think it has potential. I just hit the beta to just feeling things out and getting feedback. I think it has potential to be that kind of magic that Valve had back in the day, but I didn't really feel it Mm -hmm. on this. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. I was expecting a little bit more. I felt like the guns weren't as as tasty as they could have been. I didn't feel the weight behind them. And the card system was a little bit confusing yeah. to get my head around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like there's there's a lot of work they need to do just to... I don't, I don't want to say dumb it down, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but make it a bit more accessible, I guess. I mean, it's out in October. There's a couple months yet before it comes out. It's going to be on Game Pass Day 1, which... Which again, I feel like it, this is the kind of perfect game for Game Pass. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Because yeah, when, when I was playing it uh, with you guys, actually the first the first time I played it, I was uh, playing with Jordan Midler, and it was kind of that I I was having a in this particular my first ever impressions, I was having a ton of like technical issues because we're doing a stream, I was having audio stuff and blah blah blah. So I was kind of like half paying attention to the game, but was still managing to make it through the game. You know, I couldn't really hear what was going on. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't really taking in the sights. I was just shooting a zombie if it came in front of me. But I was managing to play it. So that for me, like, from the from the get-go, I was kind of like, hmm, this isn't what I was expecting because it's, you know, a zombie horde game. You expect it to be like zombies, you know, like you are being attacked, countless and countless undead. And, you, you know, you're kind of holding on by the skin of your teeth. So that that was something I had an issue with then. Then when I was playing with you guys later that night for the little bit that I managed to, I was having more fun because it's like, you know, we were just kind of chatting shit, you know, having a laugh, playing through, shooting some zombies. And that was fun. But again, it was like, we were just breezing through it. We were just like, yeah, no one was going down. We triggered like five hordes and it still, you know, wasn't too much of an <laughs> issue. Um, So I, I again, I was kind of like, well, it's all right. It's all right. But then... When I eventually got to play, um, yeah, me and David played on the harder difficulty. This was the kind of weird kind of point for me because in one respect, I was like, okay, this has me really interested to try this game out past the beta. But secondly, it had, it made me kind of worried in a sense of the potential of the game. For one, the higher difficulty is insanely way better, way, way better because you're actually <laughs> having to coordinate with your team I actually put a little video up on, on the YouTube channel, you know, go subscribe, jump cut play. Uh, and 
<laughs> on that, I was just really, you know, you, you, you're getting to that point, you're looking for that more. It's more of that, like, hold on by the skin of your teeth vibe because you're having to go, right, there's zombies coming from here and you're kind of talking to your teammates and the, the friendly fire also comes up, which I know is a, a bit of a contentious uh, element of the game for some people, but I kind of liked it because then it meant that it wasn't just that mindless, like it was taken away from the mindless element of just running around shooting zombies that were coming in front of you. So you were you, yeah. you were having to be a bit more tactical with where you went and you're saying to your mates like, there's more coming through the back, so you'd turn around and help each other there. And it was a lot more difficult and you were struggling for ammo. You know, you're you're desperately trying to find the currency stuff for the shops. Um, and and it also meant that I was swapping weapons a bit more because I'm, or, or you know, I like the pistol. I didn't really like having the melee weapons, but sometimes I'd be like, right, this pistol's running out. I need something to, to defend myself because otherwise I'm going to have nothing uh, in the next eight rounds, you know. So that, that was cool. The problem I had with it, though, is because we were two people in a team of, both, you know, two bots, uh, it just felt like such an unbalanced experience for us because it just, you could, the, bot, the bots are shit. The, the bots are shocking. The bots are fucking stupid. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> really, really bad. So, you know, they, they're constantly going down. They just didn't really seem to be much help at all. And for that, it was kind of leaving us stuck at some areas, particularly, I think, maybe in, like, the second level or something. There's a guy, you know, there's, like, the big thing that comes out of the tunnel. So, like, yeah. that was incredibly difficult to get past for us. Because, for one, that, that thing, like, you can't seem to avoid it. It swings at you, you're going to get hit. There's not enough, like, jumping about or anything in their gameplay. But it just made me think, like, man, we really need a full team for this. And that is why I think it's such a great idea that it's on Game Pass because that now becomes a game that you can just try out with your mates because you'll know there's there's no chance there's no chance that I'm like convincing three people to spend sixty pounds on a video game, you know, for <laughs> something that's like, oh it's kinda like Left for Dead, you know. Nah, no one's It's just me and Chivalry too. <laughs> Come on guys, it's only twenty five pounds. <laughs> I still want a game of of that with you. We never got to play together. <laughs> we got to do it. Uh, I think was that in the midst of my internet issues. I can't remember. I think it was before. Yeah, the the was... great peril of your internet. Oh, my internet has never been the same since. <laughs> I'm still feeling <laughs> the effects of that. Yeah, that's right. Because I was going to, re- I was going to review it, and then <laughs> just... that's right. You heard it here, folks. I snatched the review. He did. He's been sitting, came all the way up to Scotland, snipped the wires, and went. You know, <laughs> you had a censure like this game is this game's a ten out of ten. I'm not letting someone else <laughs> tarnish its name by giving it like an eight or something like that. Um it was worth the walk. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, having it on Game Pass though means that we can all play it together or different members of the jump cut play team, you know, like that is just you know, we like to try and try and have our little play nights and We do indeed. That is is really crucial to stuff like that like being able to try and that that is the kind of game you know that's like a that to me gives me a kind of blockbuster feeling you know when it's like you go to blockbuster oh there's a big there's a big movie out we, we need to try it says it's <laughs> game, like oh back for blood has come on game pass like we all need to try this out that's what it kind of has to, for me oh man blockbuster just i remember right, renting king kong the game oh from, uh, 
Yeah, absolute baller game. Yeah. Rented it, completed it in a weekend, and then brought it back. I I think I only really kind of went into the whole Blockbusters games rental thing t- towards the like tail end. I think it was just kind of wrapping oh, up. Oh man, you're missing out. Yeah, I know. Like, I used it as like a way for to convince my parents to let me have certain games because. Like, my parents were pretty lenient on what games I could have, but then there was a weird phase, like, when I was, like, 10 or 11 or so, they're like, no, you can't be playing this, it's got swearing in it, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm like, yeah, let me get this game called called Canis KM Edit, and, like, the box they had in Blockbuster, it said Bully on it, and obviously Mum's like, why do you want to play a game called Bully? Surely that can't be good. <laughs> but I convinced them, and... The the layer on like the, the top of this amazing cake was like, Oh look, Mum, you can learn English in this game <laughs> and I like showing her like the English class segment <laughs> so that I could convince her to let me have the full game. <laughs> and let me tell you kids, it worked. Yeah. It worked. You can speak like a real man these days, you know? Full sentences. That's right, kids. I learn English from Rockstar games. <laughs> <laughs> Launched his career in games journalism. What, it's what true. a story! It's true. What a story! I want to hear about that. Get it written up. Big feature somewhere. <laughs> um. <laughs> what you're saying there about Game Pass, like I think another feature as well. Like it's becoming the norm anyway. But crossplay is going to be a big thing. And I think if people are playing this on Game Pass first, and then being like, "Look, I've been playing this game. It's really fun. You should you should try it out." Then if they can convince the friends to buy it on playstation or pc or whatever it may be that'll that'll be a big like selling point i reckon when it does drop on game pass mm-hmm. yeah and i think that that there's uh, some serious potential with it i did get the vibes of like you know when you were a wee boy sitting in the house late night weekends you know with your <laughs> mate like playing co-op games together and that is something that i you know, if you if you kind of put that on the tin of a game, I'm going to be interested in it. Not necessarily mean that I can ever yeah. truly capture that because you'll Harking know. Harkening back to kind of couch. Yeah, because you know, you'll know it's like, it's really, it's really difficult to like sit down with a full squad of your mates uh, these days. I mean, I saw, I saw one the other day. I saw a TikTok the other day <laughs> and it was like, you know, it's playing like, yellow by Coldplay but like the happy version it's just like this guy joins a party and he's the eighth slot of eight in the party and I'm just like yo let's go son you're on for some games and it's like we're gonna go all night and then <laughs> then it cuts to like the sad version and it's just like he's only the second guy to join the party and he's like yo how long are you gonna be on for man and he's like ah not long I've got work in the morning He's like, ah, okay, and he just like stares. Oh, man. That's that is today. Hard, really. <laughs> that is that is me today. See, especially because I spend a lot of my time playing with a Canadian, which really doesn't help considering they're five hours behind me. So I'm just like constantly, you know, they're like, right, man, you got some. Get-. I'm like, dude, I'm in bed right now. I am sleeping. <laughs> I, I if you're listening, David, <laughs> have you tried a ready meal yet? We're going to ship you on over. <laughs> when he comes over, he might be coming over to Scotland next year. Oh, man. I, I, I'll i just be like, oh, you want something to eat? Fridges stacked with ready meals. We're going to be... That- Look, listeners, <laughs> if if you haven't hit him up yet, you need to, you need to hit up David Carsoli on Twitter, at Sly Bowser. Ask him about the quality of of a ready meal, specifically spaghetti carbonara. Yeah. 
it'll it'll give you his take. <laughs> Not gaming related, Not but really, no. I just think people need to know. No, we were playing, you know, we we've had some deep long discussions in some battlefield lobbies talking about ready meals. It's always interesting, you know. So if you want to entertain yourself, hit him up. That's like Bowser. It's like Bowser. Bringing it back to back for blood, you were saying um a couple minutes ago about pistols and stuff. Did you get to try the four or Glock on this game? That gun's fucking ridiculous. Like <laughs> it's broken. It, it's I I don't I don't know how I felt about the the snap on thing. Um, yeah, the weird aimbot aim assist. However, I find that really worrying whenever that's included as the default because it gives me like Red Dead Redemption vibes. Because you go like, you know, I remember thinking like Red Dead, Red Dead Two. You're like, man, man, the aiming in this is the gunplay is kind of boring because it's just snapping, 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 and then you go, all right, well, I'll turn it off. But then you're like, fuck. Well, there's obviously a reason they put that on because it's <laughs> awful as like you're trying to aim it in yourself, which is surprising because like. Red Dead and GTA Five are all built off the the Rage engine, which Max Payne Three was on. Yeah, and Max Payne Three's got immense gunplay yeah. in it. I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. So it it just that was the kind of vibe I was getting from this, where I didn't even turn it off because I was like, well, if they're putting it on, that probably means the gunplay is a bit dog shit. You know, like it's not really that finely tuned for this. Maybe that's something that that, that would be you know sorted for the, for the main game, although. I don't entirely buy the whole, you know, I'm obviously not a games developer, so I don't know the ins and outs of, like, developing a game, obviously, but, like, whenever a, a, a place goes, oh, man, like, you know, just keep in mind, this is just, this is just a beta, this is just a beta, and you're like, yeah, it is a beta, but it's also one and a half month away from release, and I saw some people say about how, well, that beta codes might be, you know, from a couple of months ago, so it's actually maybe three and a half months down the line. But I think I'm not saying that the game wouldn't be improved from the beta come launch, but it's not going to be a vastly, yeah. vastly different game from what we've just tried out. I don't think so. That is kind of worried because I actually said to to Jordan when I first played, I was like, I was actually getting the sense of Homefront: The Revolution playing this the first time I picked up the guns, which is um not a good that reference. That is quite a comparison. Yeah. <laughs> not not a good uh a little story about that game, which it was so I I remember kind of liking the first Homefront. Have you ever played that? Uh, very briefly, my brother had it on on PS3 back in the day when it came out. Because I remember all the controversy about the kind of premise of the game. Um, I, I didn't play much of it. Yeah, well, it was it was um it was alright. Um. And, I mean, you know, as a teenager at the time when it came out, you know, you, you, you're just into that, all that big scale, like, oh, mass invasion on America, like that. As a kid, yeah. I was like, oh, that's so fucking cool. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the second one came out, and I remember, like, from the very beginning when they re- revealed that, I was like, this does not look great. Gameplay came out, this does not look great. Then I got the game and I played it, and I was like, this is not great, it's terrible. And... <laughs> I think I maybe put up with... It is one of the few games that I will say like was 100% like broken on launch, unplayable. I think I managed to get about an hour through the game and there were so many, like, think, like you know, even the traversal of the maps, I was like, it's it kind of wanted to be half open world and I was like, I don't understand where I'm going. The gunplay feels horrific 
and all these kind of things. So I lasted about an hour and I went, nah, fuck this, I'm done with this game. So I took it back to the store to trade in. You traded in? Obviously. Yeah. Trader boy. Here we go. Tra- <laughs> traded <laughs> it in and I got it for one pence more than I bought it for. I bought the game profit, for mate. absolute. I profit. bought the game for fourteen ninety nine, and they gave me fifteen pounds trade in value. And I said to the guy, "That was cash as well. That wasn't like in store credit. That was cash." And I said to the guy, <laughs> "I was like, do you know that I bought this for fourteen ninety nine? And he's like, "It's just what the computer says, mate." <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't give shakes. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah. Um. That was a good, you know, I could have just bought hundreds of them, you know, made a couple of quid. But, um, yeah, that's the kind of vibes I was getting off of the shooting. Not saying it's as bad as that, because like I was saying, I am intrigued to play this again. I think if we manage, like, me and a few, you and a few, a couple of the guys, like, manage to get, like, a full, we are playing this for six hours tonight, you know, I think we could have a really good time with it. I think there is a good time to be had there with the higher difficulties that will be a, a really good laugh um it's just whether you can find that time you have the people to play that with if you yeah because i mean ah, oh, like uh, you know there's some more socially inclined people that would say like oh, you can just play it with people online anyway it's an online game you could go search and i'm like nah i know it's it's different though like yeah it's it's nice playing online random is like some of my friends on playstation back on the day like were people i met in random lobbies and stuff yeah. But I do think there is something more special about getting getting your buddies together mm. and having that kind of unique like fun and banter and stuff while you're playing games. Like I think like you know, I play a lot of Rocket League. I think that's a game that absolutely breeds just hilarious like moments yeah. all the time. Mm. And I think Back for Bud could be one of those games um too. Like it's gonna be on Game Pass and it'll be accessible, but I think it needs to work out like the issues with the gunplay and whatnot boring because in a game where you're shooting zombies like consistently, you need to have really satisfying gunplay yeah. behind it. Mm-hmm. it. It has that in some parts. I think the shotguns are good, as in like the pump action shotguns are like. Yeah. Um, some of the machine guns, but a lot of the guns just kind of, just kind of felt a wee bit samey. Um. Yeah, I think that's the case for the assault rifles. Yeah. So so. It, in that regard, I, I never really had like the. I mean, the shotguns felt like they had a big thud behind them, but I don't think there was ever the weapon that I picked up where you're just like, yes, I am mowing down these zombies. You know, like that's kind of what. I mean, that's part of the charm of of COD zombies is when like you know you you pack a punch a gun about six times. You know, I don't know if you can actually pack a punch a gun six times. I'm not that experienced. <laughs> but you know, like you pack a punch a gun. <laughs> and it just can mow through them you know that's the kind of stuff that you need in a game like this because you need the satisfaction of just like i'm not just killing zombies i'm k- killing them with style <laughs> which i think <laughs> is that a quote from toy story <laughs> <laughs> so i think i think they need that um in this game hopefully they can manage it i i have some amount of faith in it the card system like you'd mentioned way too complicated really really boring i i, I hate stuff like that i do not find sifting through you know text stats interesting and again yeah. that that really doesn't do it for me it's i mean i say it's come once i broke it down like i had to write a guide on it like it it's somewhat simple 
But I think when you, you're presented with it at face value in the game, it's pretty overwhelming. I feel like they've done a really terrible job of kind of explaining what you were, you know, like, explaining the card system. I mean, unless I just rattled through the, the, <laughs> the tutorial or something So, like that. by my understanding what I wrote, um, the player cards are basically like your buffs and boosts and stuff. Mm. And you can select a deck pre-game, like you do anyway when you start up the beta. And those cards are played in a specific order of how you've laid out that deck as you go through the game. Right. So each re- each round you start, it'll rattle through a card and it'll apply that buff or whatever to your character. But to counter that, the what they call the director, I guess, of of um of the of the terror that you experience, they can play counter cards against the player. So there'll be different enemy buffs, enemy types. Mm. So for example, you could start a level and the corruption cards for that stage might be it's going to have foggy weather, exploding zombies, limited ammo and stunted like health regeneration. Yeah. Those will be the corruption cards. So you have to create a deck essentially to counter those right. ahead of time. Okay. Which is, which is odd because obviously you're going to not expect different cards each round so you might not be prepared. So I'm curious to see how that will work going forward. But it is a, it's pretty overwhelming when you boot up that screening game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just always an element I haven't personally really enjoyed. Like, even playing a game like Destiny, I, I'm the kind of guy that's like, well, if it's, you know, it's got the arrow pointing up and it's green, you know, the number's green, then <laughs> I suppose that's the one I want. <laughs> that's pretty much just like playing the Avengers yeah. game. Yeah, and the Avengers is smart <laughs> enough to know that that's what people want to do by just including a, Make everything <laughs> the best stat, you know. Well, it's a shame because, like, there's no cosmetic change to the upgrades you use as well in that game. It's purely in, in just, Avengers. look, you, you, yeah, oh, yeah, it doesn't change how it yeah, looks. A... It's, just, it's just, like, a piece that's like, yeah, this is going to give you 100 more strength. Equipment. That is, in, in this gamer's humble opinion, is complete and utter laziness and greed, in my opinion, when it comes to... <laughs> Uh, the, the like the skins because they obviously have their pre-made skins, yeah, which you can buy in the game for like you know that that buy the currency, buy the cards. I think you get some sixteen pounds. Yeah, but you know, like, wait, what do you mean? Like sixteen pounds is for one skin? It. I looked at the Captain America like Civil War movie type skin. Or it was something like that anyway. And because you need, like, a specific amount of currency, you have to then buy a specific, like, currency pack. Because uh-huh. you can't just buy the exact amount. You can't just, like, do a direct It's debit, always, like, 2,000 when you only need 1,600. Yeah, exactly. They do that in, in, in like, Warzone all the time. It's, like, the pack's 1,600, but you can only buy a 2,200 pack. So mm. they, they, like, scam you effectively yeah. <laughs> in that way. Oh, it's oh, it gets me mad. It gets yeah. me mad. So that that was kind of the thing that that it felt like to me because that would have been really cool. I think that would have added a lot of enjoyment if you were getting to customize and spice up your Avengers outfit. I'm wondering if it's entirely down to the fact that they're like, well, fuck, man, we've got the Hulk. What does he wear? And they just went, oh, well, you know what? <laughs> just patch it, mate. <laughs> Sh- shorts, pal. <laughs> they could even put <laughs> armor on him. That still would have been cool. Nah, I don't need it. Just give him some, like, billabong shorts or whatever. <laughs> just different variants. Yeah, so that that's just my wee, my wee Avengers. I was going to say hot take. It probably isn't. I think everyone knows. <laughs> that's the kind of... New show segment, Humble Gamer Opinion. <laughs> Humble Gamer. 
<laughs> a new one every week. It's gonna be great. But oh, um, final yeah. thoughts on Backward Blood. What you interested to see the future? Interested to see like how well it is. I need a session on it, like a good session with a full squad. Session with the boys. Session with the boys. Yeah, that's exactly what I think you need to. And I think that's what Turtle Rock Studios need you to experience as well. That's what they're going for. They want you full squad of mates shooting zombies to the early hours in the morning. Um, so hopefully hopefully they can do that. Hopefully we can manage that because I feel like until that point, I'm not really going to have a, a, a fair uh, review of it in a sense, I don't think. Yeah. Because like, no, you're I, not I really you managing to play the game the way it was intended to be played. So, yeah, we'll just need to see. What about you? Same kind of boat. I mean, if they do another a bit before it comes out, mm. um, I'd be keen to try and set a bit more time aside for it um, so you can have that longer session again mm-hmm. because I think it, it would lend itself to having like a big like group play, especially if you're playing it on a higher difficulty as well. But they might they might tweak that if they do another beta. I mean, they never know. They might play normal mode again. It might be like crazier than we've played it before. Oh, I mean, yeah, the difficulty thing I'm they ho- can just tweak, I think, and that would potentially make a yeah. difference. Yeah, I think just tweaking that alone will make a huge difference to how the the, the gameplay loop of this works. Mm-hmm. I think as well, like I just needed it to have like more zombies. Like I wanted to more. see like a horde of them just spilling over somewhere, like World War Z. You know, that's what yeah. I needed to be like. You know, you need to be like, oh my god, how are we going to survive this? And you're like, buckle down, load up the guns, get ready. You know. <laughs> Which, <laughs> but um, yeah. Whether whether they can do that or not, we'll need to see. But obviously, we can try it out without really any financial consequence. Um, <laughs> yeah, October twelfth, uh, it comes out, and if, if there's a beta, that'll be great. It, it's got, but it's yeah, got ten days of ten days to impress me, because then Battlefield ten days a- after that, October twelfth, you get ten days, because Battlefield twenty forty two comes out in October twenty second. Oh hell and then, yeah! And then that's it. It's game over. That's the only game I'm playing. So <laughs> I can't wait for that game, man. I keep I've just find myself thinking about it around oh, the yeah. moments in the. Game I am. I need it. I am so so excited for it. It is easily the game I'm most excited for this year. Like, and that's the that like Deathloop should have been my most excited. You know, my most anticipated game of the year. And then Battlefield comes along and goes, nah, 128 players, destruction, tornadoes, portal. Portal mode. That portal mode looks sick. The portal mode, I think they undersold it when they revealed it. I don't really think they showed the true crazy potential of it. Because they're like, oh yeah, mate, you can go as one tank against 30 robots. Yeah, that mode looked kind (laughs) of boring, to be honest. But I think... um, I think what the players, like, you know, it's like Super Mario Maker. I, I don't buy Super Mario Maker to play, you know, make levels myself. I buy that to to try out all the crazy uh, levels that mad, sad people have spent hours Trader Boy ain't going to do the work. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to always do it. I know. I'm not trading my time, <laughs> you know, for other people's enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be I done for say, me. I will say, just like... One note on Battlefield Portable wrap up. Put hardline content in there. Oh yeah. D- Come on. 
get it in. Why not? I want to be able to drive a big Humvee through a tornado city with the whoop, whoop, <laughs> it's the standard of bullies just playing <laughs> in the sirens because I mean that was really the highlight of Hardline wasn't it? Oh my Hardline, what a game. What a game. Underrated. <laughs> Separate podcast Separate right podcast. there. Uh, as, as to be fair. But yeah, Separate podcasts are made possible by our lovely Patreon subscribers. If you aren't a patron already, you can go over to www.patreon.com slash online. Three different tiers to get stuck into. All Ryan Gosling themed, who's kind of the unofficial mascot at Jump Cut. Um, but the Only God Subscribes tier, which these lovely people subscribe to, get a lovely shout out in any Jumpcast or Jump Chat show or playcast. And those following people are Chris Wilson, Enon Bilms, Robert Denny, Dow Griffiths, Sam Luck, Ola Smith, Peter Hodgkins, Andy Meakin, Fabiana Rosas, Hamish Canvert, Martin Richmond, and Manuel Bento. Thank you so much for your support. Before we go, Aaron, anything you would like to plug? What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? What have I been up to? What have I been up to? Um, You're a busy boy. Yeah, I had, uh, I had... I started over at a site called Frag Hero. Been doing some new stuff there. You did indeed. Uh, you can check that out. It's kind of like a, a, a sister website to Gamebyte. Um, I managed to help with a couple of videos on BBC The Social the, since the last we recorded. I got a video up about uh, the, the future of like live service games and then a video for the review of The Ascent. No, that was it. That was the one. Wasn't the biggest fan. Uh, and, you know, I'd appreciate it if you liked that video because I made it in one single day and it was a very intense day. But it was quite fun, you know, <laughs> testing out them video making skills and presenting skills because really the, the thing that holds me back is being really terrible at reciting my script because I just forget it immediately. So, oh man, I could have it on screen and I'll be like stuttering over words that I yeah. wrote and looked over. No, I, t- I, c- I completely I've, get I've that. genuinely considered buying a teleprompter for my camera. Like, genuinely <laughs> considered it because it makes such a difference. But, um, yeah, uh, check out BBC The Social. Um, I'm on there. If you go to the contributors page, I'm actually number one. No, I'm not the number one ranked <laughs> contributor. I'm the first guy that comes up because I've got double A as in my first name, Aaron. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not Aaron, just to, you know, for all the haters out there. Um, but yeah, that's me. What about you? Where, where are you at these days? Where am I at? Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at get ready for the underscores at underscore Sunday underscore rain underscore um always retweeting jump cut stuff um at the minute on jump cut play we're doing um like an indie august theme mm. um small games big worlds is the kind of tagline we're going with and we've got some really cool features coming out in the next couple of weeks um outside of jump cut i have done like topically i did a piece for enemy about splitgate which you can go check Look at out guy. um had a lot of fun writing that and you can also find me over at Texerto writing about gaming news and whatnot as well. But I will just say, Jump Cut YouTube channel, both of them, Jump Cut Online, Jump Cut Play, give them a subscribe. Plenty of new content coming soon. Um, yeah, that's about it. Just stay tuned. We're always up to something. And uh, with that... I guess it's a goodbye. So we will see you again soon. Thanks for listening and stay safe.